he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bellatified, the one and only podcast about event, entertainment, and engagement. We're back with our second part of our interview with David Winston. Here we go. I want to ask you how you do it, and I know that I couldn't, I shouldn't, but I'm I'm still really intrigued by how that Mental- works. Mentalism is magic. That's all it is. It's, uh, but with uh, 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 the, the feeling that there's uh, some sort of super extraordinary power, but we're all really, mentalists are all really magicians who use magic and the secrets of magic to give the impression of uh, doing telepathy, ESP, and mind reading. And that's the truth. And uh, however, you know, mentalism is a harder sell because people don't know it. Most people don't know it. They don't understand it. What does a mentalist do? And basically, uh, that's harder. That's why I had to have a separate persona to be able to sell it separately. And I promise to give you some better materials in the new year to make it easier for you to do as well. Yeah, I think I think that might be important. Mm-hmm. You know, moving yeah. forward, uh, people are starting to come back and and want to be entertained again. And having that information helps us to That's do right. that. But you're busy. The hardest, the hardest thing I uh, do is try to get video because uh, so many events are just like where we're not, you know, don't take, they'll take pictures, but they won't uh, allow video. I've thought of uh, producing a uh, a free show for a corporate event or perhaps a uh, private event. I do a lot of associations, clubs, stuff like that, senior organizations and stuff like that. I was thinking of say, Hey, it's the show is free, but I have to be able to uh, videotape it, videotape it, digitally Mm -hmm. record it (laughs) with my smartphone. Mm -hmm. And so we can produce some better video uh, to use for a teaser. Yeah, that shouldn't be too hard to do. Yeah, so I'm offering any agent who might be listening the ability to uh, do a uh, mind-to-mind show at absolutely no charge. (laughs) Just for the ability to record it. Record it. We'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want my mind read. That's right. We'll find out if there's more in there than I think is in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that reminds me, Alex, I want you to do me a favor. And if you have a pen and paper, this might help. Okay. I have a pen. I always, I always have pen and paper. I'm terrible at math, but I'm going to ask you to do a little math thing here. So, okay. And if you write, you, you can write it down or not. It's you just keep it in your mind. Think of a number between one and 10. Just think of it. Okay. Yeah, and once again, feel free to write things down if it's important. Um, Please multiply the number that you've thought of by two. Got it? Mm -hmm. Um, Please multiply the new number by five. 
Okay. Now divide the current number by the original number. Okay. okay. Would you now subtract seven from the result? Okay. Is your final answer the number three? It is. So there's a little bit of fun, mental math magic. What was your original number? Four. That's interesting because my original number was three. And then it ended up being three as well. Hey, <laughs> very good. You were like one of those kids at one of my shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Anthony, were the one, right? Where I know Joyce how was, that works. Joyce was coming up and going, Anthony, don't spoil it for the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's extremely bright. He's extremely attractive. He's wildly talented. He can sing. He can dance. Uh, he can act. He, he can, can write. write. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can't sing. I can't dance, but I can play Spotify. <laughs> I do all of those things barely, marginally. They're like the the guy. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to let you get away with that one. Isn't Sorry. Isn't isn't humility attractive? Have I mentioned how humble I am? Yeah. <laughs> what what was your first art that you did in your life, Anthony? Your first Singing. talent or song? I was a songstress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was a I was a choir singer in college in high school. Excuse me. And that's that oh, was uh -huh. the first first. Uh, attempt to do anything artistic was to sing and that was because uh as some of our audience knows my mother wouldn't let me play an instrument because my friends were joining the band and i wanted to join the band but it was just too expensive to have an instrument plus i'm the youngest of three and my brother and sister apparently quit a lot of things so you know i would just quit so i she said you can carry tune join the join the chorus so i did is uh uh, so you could sing, obviously. <laughs> Must have sounded good. I remember when I was growing up, there was the brown rabbits and the white rabbits at the uh, choral group in my elementary school. And I didn't know it at the time, learn later, the brown rabbits couldn't sing, but the white rabbits could. So the brown rabbits would know. <laughs> but uh, I was listening to your podcast with the corporate comedian, the last guy, what was his name? Don. Rick Schwinn. Oh, Greg, 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 right. Greg Schwimm, right. Sorry, Greg, Greg. Yes. Yeah, and it reminded me about our, our first musical. What was yours or your favorite musical? Oh, well, we've. Do you want you want us to tell you our favorite favorite? Musical? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness, because we've gone through this already. Right. And I had a hard time already the first time with a favorite musical. But but you did not, Miss Alex. So I why don't you start? Not. Well, my favorite musical is a chorus line. My favorite musical that I performed in, other than The Grinch, um, was uh, probably uh, Hair, because I did that show three times. Give me a hit with hair. Can't <laughs> sing. Shining, gleaming, streaming, flaxing, flaxing. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. But yeah, my all-time favorite musical is Chorus Line. Nothing will ever beat it. Nothing will ever top it, no matter how brilliant it is. That music speaks to me all these years later. That's yeah. wonderful. 
I have to agree. I think I did the same thing last time when we had the, mm -hmm. this conversation as well. It was the first show that I saw. And I remember as a kid, I, I worked at, for a grocery store. I think I was 11 or 12. And I, you know, I was the kid outside that would put your bags in the car if you gave them a tip. That was my job. Nice. So I remember getting the album, the Chorus Line album, mm -hmm. and listening to it nonstop. And then it finally came to Florida. And I was going to see it because I had money from working. Uh, oh, That's yeah. That's cool. Big deal. It was a big deal. Chorus Line, you, have you uh, seen it? The Chorus No, I haven't. But oh. I, I ha I, I'm missing on that. But uh, uh, to answer the question that I first answered is that uh, here I was a kid. I grew up in east of L.A. and a place called West Covina. And I was uh, my first musical was uh and i think because i saw it on as a movie but i wanted the cast album of the music man mm. for a birthday and at that, that point sense. my father looked at me kind of funny and wondered what kind of son he had, <laughs> he had. <laughs> but you know in all fairness yes of all of the musicals you could choose that is the least among them that would point to someone being a particular something. It's oh. kind of a, it's kind I, of a, I never thought about that. There's a bravado. There's a, there's a bravado in, that. That, in yeah. that musical. Yeah. I mean, Harold Hill is a, is a, is awesome. a quintessential salesman. Right. And it made sense to me when you said that, because your, your, your sentiment is, is akin to that. I think you huh? could have been a Harold Hill. Take I your son, maybe. your daughter in the arms of the jungle, animal instinct, mass area. The idle mm -hmm. brain is the devil's playground trouble. <laughs> in River City. And that's capital T. <laughs> Rhymes with P, which stands for? Problem? Pool. pool. See, I don't remember. Uh, it was, there was one a, of my pool, a pool table came to... Uh, uh, to town, and he was telling people how that would misdirect children, and what they need to do is play his instruments. <laughs> he was a good salesman. Oh, he was the best! Oh, what yeah, a great yeah, show! Yeah, yeah, I yeah, loved yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I do remember though that when I was very, very young, my mother took me to see two movies that forever changed my life. The first was The Sound of Music, wonderful, right? And the second was Funny Girl, and uh, I bought both of those sound tracks and played them constantly uh and with and your I grocery money with my grocery money exactly <laughs> <laughs> and i yeah. think that's probably what drew me to the theater as well was seeing those movies i just remember the impact they had on me mm -hmm. were you in plays as well yes early me? on him yeah both you both we you, both, both were <clears throat> and we're both yeah. we're both card carrying actors we're both equity members oh i didn't and, know that uh, Alex was a cast member of The Grinch for many years. Eight and years. Eight years toured mm -hmm. with uh, the Vagina Monologues, right? Yeah, I did that a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's a fun show. The, the monologue I got to do for that was the best. It was, was such that a Eve fun Ensler? monologue. Eve Ensler? Eve mm -hmm. Ensler? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. The uh, We've been uh, subscribers to the Old Globe for the last 15 years. Mm. See about half the shows. Can't wait to get back. 
yeah, I saw the season for next year. It looks pretty interesting. Nothing, nothing stands out to me, but, but the season itself looks really interesting for next year at the Globe. Well, the thing about them, and I think this is true, is that they, they're not afraid to try new things, and that's important. Mm-hmm. I would say that to be true about both of our Tony Award winning theaters here in oh. San Diego, the mm-hmm. Playhouse being the other, La Jolla Playhouse. La Jolla Playhouse, yeah. Not afraid to experiment and um, to try things out, do things differently, hear from different voices, and and the rep as well, the San Diego rep, mm-hmm. absolutely as well. Yeah, they do some some real cutting edge stuff. Very much well, so. I, mm-hmm. It's it's bravery because they have to pay the bills too. Mm-hmm. And yes. people well, that's say, why I wanna... you yes. have, and that's where the Globe was really really smart. Um, doing the Grinch, it was kind of their cash cow. And it, it still after, well, it mm-hmm. started in 1998 was the first year. And after all these years, it's still a big production and people go, it becomes a tradition and that allows them the freedom as well to do something that maybe isn't going to be as wildly popular, or maybe people are going to pause and say, wait, do I want to spend money to go see that? And I'm it glad also that they created that tent pole for for them. I'm sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. No, I was only going to add to Alex's comment and say that the time of year is is perfect for that as well. Because what are people seeing around Christmas time? Unless you're in the city, New York City, you're seeing the Nutcracker, or you're not seeing anything because you're shopping and you're going to parties and there's too much socializing. So this show, because of the because of the 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 show itself and that it attracts children is a great way to make money over the holiday season because parents will not necessarily go see a show, but the fact that they can make it a family event during the holiday season is what helps them to sell so many tickets. It's really genius. I don't know if I know, they're still doing this. I know this. my older grandchildren are going to get there in the next couple of years too. So I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. Oh no, uh, I was just going to say the thing that was the 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 most fun shows when we did them was the days that we had the school shows, and these were a lot of times these were underprivileged kids, and it was an audience, and they were the matinees, they were the morning matinees, right? They were the the best. Those kids loved and appreciated every second, and. You know, all the adults, we never got through a show without crying. We never, by the time the end of the show with curtain call, we were all crying, especially when it was for those. You just, it's just such a feel good, you know, such a magical show. You're doing the Lord's work because theater is not cheap. And if you're bringing in underprivileged people lack income, that's a big deal. And of course, you immediately get more diverse audiences. And it's so important. Because it just changes perspectives. Theater is that powerful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there are so many kids today that don't read. And the theater is a not, it's a fine alternative to not reading. At least they're getting some lesson in life, in civility, yeah. in culture, in, you know. It's important. You learn other people's stories and you learn a little bit about yourself, too. Absolutely. And uh, growing up in L.A., uh, my mom was very supportive of the magic that I did. She uh, also said, though, oh, we're going to go see a a play. And I I have personally seen the Dolly Cart Cart company do the Mikado. 
as a child. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, and those are memories. You know, I didn't realize the importance of Gilbert and Sullivan at the time. Mm -hmm. I just know I enjoyed the play. <laughs> it's almost a musical, actually. <laughs> it is. It is almost a musical. <laughs> it's not an easy piece. <sighs> and and I, I want to remember that stuff. I'm, I'm going to make you laugh. Tell me. I had a I had a teacher in junior high who tried to stage it on us. The junior high. Yes. That's bravery. It's like, really? What was the, su the success rate of that? Uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> not even, there's not even a percentage. Just not. Not. not right. Soon to the close. <laughs> it, was like, really, it was like the material is just way too far above our heads. to even <laughs> So where did you grow up? Well, as I say, um, uh, east of L.A., my um, West actually, Covina, right. Uh, I spent some time in West Covina. I was actually in a town called El Monte, which is about 15 miles east of L.A. on Highway 10. My father was a building demolition expert. So we had trucks and heavy equipment around and we demolished buildings all over Los Angeles from 1955 to 1970. Wow. And uh, and I grew up I it, 75% at the time of the population of uh, of El Monte, South El Monte was uh, Latina. And it, it started a lifelong uh, love and interest and in continuing education in Spanish. So I'm conversational in the language. And it was, a, uh, we worked very hard though. You know, I remember back then, kids, when I say this to my adult audiences, I said, when I was a kid, kids were no good too. <laughs> and right. I remember all the complaints, you know, I, so life is too easy for the young people. We're baby boomers, of course. And, and it turned out that, but my dad worked us to death. We just did the hardest work. We pulled nails out of wood so we could resell the stuff that came out of buildings. I personally chopped the cement off of bricks that he had taken out of buildings. I took the cement off and we resold them as used bricks. Backbreaking hard work. If we weren't at school, we were working. Wow. So that was my growing up very strict um and uh it it but it portended a good life i can't complain you have siblings yeah i uh i lost a brother about a year ago as a matter of fact just a couple of days ago it was a year he was younger brother he uh passed away from als oh, oh i'm so sorry yeah and i have an older brother nine years my senior who's uh a local businessman here in San Diego. As a matter of fact, before I went full-time as a performer, I spent nine years with the family business in El Cajon and San Marcos. And, and what is that business, if you don't mind me asking? Bolts, nuts, and screws. Oh, really? Wait, say that again? What? Bolts, nuts, and screws. Fasteners. Oh, my. It's called a BABA, A-B-A-B-A, -A -A, Bolt. And they've been in business for 45 years. And... Uh, the fasteners to people that make things, repair things, et cetera, bolts, nuts, and screws. I was outside salesman, a poor one, and I finally sold my portion of the business and went full-time as a performer. But you know, behind every magician and mentalist, a successful magician and mentalist, is a woman who had a job in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, and probably one of the only few in which the woman is still there. <laughs> yes. That's shocking part. That's why I have to work so hard on the binders and stuff in the training. 
um, yeah, it's uh, it was it took a long time to make a good living, and now she's been retired a decade. And I, uh, my goal is to continue working to provide uh, uh, fundraising for remodeling and redecorating projects. Beautiful and travel, maybe. Yeah, we was we need to get out of this place occasionally, but that's going to happen a little later because of COVID. But yeah, yeah, we've done some big trips though since uh, she's been retired. So your father was pretty lucky to have three boys, I guess, for his demolition <laughs> business. I mean, that could have worked out much differently. It was brutal. Were you? I just, um, I just yes? want to say this. My father was in, he did construction, but I mean, he would do complete remodels on houses solely by himself. Wow. This girl can hammer like nobody's business. When we I'll remodeled bet. and built my room, I was the one helping him hang the drywall and Look hammering. And yeah, so... When I went into theater production, I had a theater production class. He was so proud. He went out and bought me a little, little kind of like a little dop kit for, with tools and I, you know, screwdrivers oh, and stuff and hammers and everything. Because he was so proud that I, because I love to build. I love to to make things. I like to do so. You know, that's great. That's great. Anybody use the word dop in a sentence correctly? It's a good friend of mine. <laughs> I have a dop kit. It doesn't have tools. It has a toothbrush. Right. <laughs> do you have a dop kit? It's Anthony? a construction I dop do. kit. You know? I have a dop kit. <laughs> I bought one for my husband. Well, excess, but I bought one for him. He didn't know what it was. I'm like, you have to have a dop kit. So I bought him one for Christmas one year. <laughs> so this is right. the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Always packed and ready to go. <laughs> Do you guys have a to go bag? A go bag, you know, in case of oh, wait. for example, I have a messenger bag because every possible thing I could possibly use when I go to a show is a backup to my set list, my props, etc. So you're always ready. Oh, I need a nail clipper. Oh, I need to charge my phone. Wait a minute, that's a lady's purse, right, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> If you saw what might look, I try to not carry anything bigger than this. I hate to schlep stuff. The best purse is one carried by somebody else for me. That's if true. I could go out without ever having to carry anything, it would be great. I carry a purse. This. Yeah. You do? Yours is yes, bigger I than do. mine, Anthony. Is that right? It's true. And one time somebody asked me, what do you carry in that? And there's quite a lot in my purse. Like, you know, reading glasses, distance glasses, wallet, hand cream, because my hands get really dry, my keys, pens. I mean, you know, I could go on gum. Yeah. Picks, you know, I mean, there's things that you need. Absolutely. I often wonder how men do it because the things that are in my purse are essential. They yeah. really are. No, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and as a matter of fact, in my messenger bag, which is my purse, let's be honest, Anthony, mm -hmm. I have a thank you, a, thank an you act. for that. <laughs> I have an act. I can do a stand up or close up magic with small items that I bring with me. I mean, just that's the kind of preparation. I, lo I love it. And it's yeah, wherever you are, to go. ready to go. That's right. <laughs> At the door. <laughs> yeah. With your backpack. Yeah. It's not on my back, it's on do my shoulder. An, yeah. Do you have an emergency kit? Yes. Tools, because, everything. Yeah. What mm -hmm. about a, an earthquake kit? No. No. You? You? Yeah, I think we're set there. I even have one in my car with water and um, tuna. And I'm impre know. impressed. That was D'Angelo. Yeah, he was like, well, yeah, we, should, we should have these. So. 
That's the I way I pack do. my backpack when I go hiking. Is that you know you have all those things, but I don't have it anywhere that I can use it unless I'm on a trip. Well, Alex, and go ahead. I, no, I used to when. Okay, so when I lived in the house and was married, I had it, and then I moved out, and I I don't have that. I do have fire extinguishers in every room, and I have an escape ladder for my balcony. But I used to have all that stuff packed in my car, and I I don't, and that makes me a bad mom. <laughs> No, it doesn't. You know, the only bad moms, the only women that say they're bad moms are good moms. Mm-hmm. If you, if a woman never says she's a bad mom, she's a bad mom. Like badass. Nobody, nobody can make anybody more guilty than a woman. Uh, than you um, think because she already does that. A good woman will feel that she's a terrible mother, a terrible lady. Because she's trying to be the best, and she is. See, that, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, when I, when I'm out hiking on a long distance trip, I'll run into people and they go, "Oh, you're out for days," and I'm just out for a day. I said, "No, no, you're hiking. You're doing the thing. That's all that matters." It's like living. That's what it's mm-hmm. about. That's the to the best of life. your ability. Living, mm-hmm. right? So, how do you live well? Oh, variety of things. Are are you like me? Too busy? A million things going on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I exercise every day. I try to eat as well as I can. I do the things that are healthy and safe. I um, I'm studying every day, learning every day, um, trying to get better at the things that I need to get better at. Yeah. How about yourself? I, I would say I'm in the same boat. Work out every day, try to eat well for the most part. Do like those sweets. Uh, and not alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stay busy, try to stay uh try to try to stay productive and um try to do good. You know, I think that's yeah. part of being happy is doing good for others. Mm-hmm. She mentioned writing. Alex mentioned uh, your talent in writing. Do you uh, keep a journal? Do you write? Are you writing your next uh, great American novel? No. So as the audience knows, I'm in school. I went back to get a, a master's degree. So I'm doing a lot of school writing and a lot of papers. Uh, but I've done some scripting and I've done some parodies and I'd like to take it to another level. I'm just not quite sure what to do. I've written curriculums. Uh, I just think it matters. It's a matter of sort of focusing on something and and making it come to life. And I'm not sure what that is. I offer you a challenge. Okay. Okay. I love to write. I really do. It's one of my favorite things. And I don't do it, but I'm doing it a lot more now. And I have three separate journals and each journal is for a different thing. And I was told the other day that I need to start writing more and I need to start writing lyrics. I need to start writing music. So I'm going to challenge you that you and I need to come up with something where we challenge each other. And I know right now with school, it's hard for you, but um, that we push each other to do that thing that I know we both love Mm -hmm. and we both question our ability and talent for Mm-hmm. So we so need to said. be each other's advocate because I'm, I'm a great advocate for others. I suck at it for myself, but I can be it for anybody else. Yeah. I'm the same way. All right. You're on. It's a okay. deal. Challenge. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll outline the challenge. Cause you know, I'm type a, so we'll outline the challenge and then go for it. You're the well, witness. I've, 
What I found late in life, and I wish I'd have figured it out sooner, is just keep writing about anything. Even if you can't think of anything, the blank page is in front of you. Just start writing, and eventually something will come out, and you just get better at it. My issue is writing, uh, and journaling requires writing, whereas I'm much better with the typewriter or the computer, and I'm all about changing things up once I've written it. So I think that's my issue with journaling because I've never been quite good at that. I need I need the ability to go back and wipe everything out and start all over or put a word in in the middle or so I love the I recall a few Christmases back that I bought you a journal mm-hmm. and had it engraved. Yes, I still have it. It's in okay. my drawer next to so, my bed. And I bought it for you specifically for writing music, right? Writing lyrics. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that because all I've done is uh, the few pages I've written, I don't even want to read. So I'll have to go back and go back and look. Okay. Okay. I never forget things. Oh my God. Uh, my wife no. doesn't either. That's the worst. It's hard. I mean, the best. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say nice save, but not even. So, uh, yeah, nice save, not even. Before we end this podcast, we'd like to play a little game with our guests. Would you mind if we played a little game with you? Certainly. Certainly you mind or certainly we can? Oh, that's right. I have to end that, don't I? I'd love to. Let's do thank it. You. <laughs> Wait, thank you. I should speak more clearly. Go ahead. So this is a little game we play called This or That. Maybe you've heard of it. We'll ask you, do you prefer this or do you prefer that? And you'll tell us which one you prefer. Very easy. We have of course. regular rules, except for you get to say, mm, I wouldn't like either of those one time. And you get to say, mm, I'd like both of those one time. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. There are 10 of them. First one is mind reading or magic trickery. Hey, this is specific to me, isn't it? Well, maybe a little bit. I I, I want to not overdo it, but I have to say both. Okay, you've shot your wives like so I have. in the past. <laughs> I'm going to have to First, be more decisive later. It's okay. It's okay. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Uh. Questions get harder. <laughs> <laughs> Elves or reindeer? Oh, elves. Thank you. Children or grandchildren? Oh, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I knew you yep. were going to shove those five. children right under the bus with that one. I knew Every parent going. does. <laughs> Every parent. Hey, listen, Chris, you have kids and then they have kids. It's magic. Go ahead. It's right. All right. It's trickery. Chris, <laughs> trickery. <laughs> Christmas dinner, turkey or ham? Oh, ham. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you've done the Pacific Coast Trail, Mexico or Canada? Canada. Mm-hmm. French fries, poutine or carne asada fries? Well, you know, I, I love to try poutine. I, I just keep hearing about it. And we've all had carne asada fries, so poutine. I like that. Adventurous. Uh, performing, children or adults? Not the one to say neither to, by the way. 
I'm a performer. I don't like the people that are in the audience, but but it's a way to make a living. Okay, I do well. I don't have to like you to make you laugh. That doesn't mean that I hate them, but adults. Adults. Uh, Yeah. Okay. The amazing Kreskin or Karnak the Magnificent. Oh. It'll have to be, uh, I love Johnny Carson, but it has to be Kreskin. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute, who's Johnny Carson? I'm not that old. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the fact that you even knew Karnak was Johnny Carson gave you away, so you're done already. <laughs> I don't even try to go back. <laughs> All right. Too late. Uh, part, hey, actually, this uh, this one was part of our discussion earlier. The Grinch or the Abominable Snowman? Oh, the Grinch. Much funnier. That last movie, by the way, is really hysterical if you haven't seen it. Last one. Eggnog. Eggnog. Oh, it's it's a crack up. Eggnog or wassail? Wassail. What's a wassail? Go for it, Alex. You've had it. It's mulled spiced wine. It's oh good. It's, it's, it's the lighter of the two holiday drinks and probably a little more potent, depending on how much you spice your eggnog. Especially since I haven't tried it all. I'm going to go with hot. that one. I like awesome. a man. I like a man with an adventurous spirit. <laughs> I like I'll have to make it someday talk. for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. Does your wife like like that? Yeah. You know, last night she made a hot toddy for us. So. Oh, you know how, what's happened during COVID? Our mixed drink stuff has just gone off the charts. So are you starting earlier in the day? I wish I could, but the last show was at uh, five yesterday, and I didn't get back till seven. So no. Shoot! Don't you hate the way work gets in the way of your drinking? It's just why does that have oh, to happen? Yeah, you know, it does, Anthony. Uh, it does. I promise. Anthony, I, I, and Alex, I know you know this. We get offered food and drink all the time mm-hmm. at events, and I uh, occasionally I'll take food, but I'll never take an alcoholic beverage. Just no way. That's a good. I did man. the other night on an event. But, you know, if you're doing a kid show and the guy comes up and he goes, you want a beer? <laughs> no, Amazing Dana doesn't drink a beer at your seven-year-old birthday party kid show. That is class. Thank you. That's class. Yes. And integrity. Style, yes, savoir faire. Yes. That's right. You know, and it's about keeping up the, keeping up the illusion, right? <laughs> yeah, that I'm a was, decent human being. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, Disney has a very, very firm policy about who can wear their costumes. And oh. I was and I was in Vegas about a month ago on business, and I was walking in front of the Bellagio, and there was a Mickey and Minnie Mouse, obviously not sanctioned, because at one point they both took their heads off. And started roaming around as headless Minnie and Mickey. Oh, no. That's criminal. This is why. That would make me cry. Right. This is why they sanctioned those characters. Because, you know, imagine you're a child and you don't really know the difference. And then you see the Mickey come off. Imagine you're me and you don't really know the difference. (laughs) Now that was humor. <laughs> that was humor. Everything that else was before funny. this. Everything else before this. And that was fast. Thank oh you. My God. Every once, once in a while. <laughs> no, they're sacrosanct. I said I'm a year older than Disneyland. I went dozens of times. I still have the ticket books, you know, with the. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
I've got I've, lots of A tickets and B tickets left because we didn't use those crummy tickets. Right, those crappy tickets. <laughs> we went to an art, a uh, little art fair. I was in Palm Springs a couple of weeks ago and someone was selling that memorabilia, those tickets. They were framed and shellacked, and, but they had A, B, C, D, and E tickets all. Mm, so cool. Right? Did you buy it? No, no, no. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I could always go to Dana, but he doesn't have any e-tickets though. Apparently he used all those. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they look like a gap tooth booklet because, uh, and if anybody had had those ones that were complete, they must've went and bought them just thinking that they'd be an investment, you know, 40 years later or something. I wonder if they are. I wonder if they're worth much. But you know, have the, to be. the craziest things are it's all about demand, right? Yep. So any famous last words before we let you go? Um, do the hard thing. The obstacle is the way. I love it. That's, that is a mindful. That's uh, wow. Marcus Aurelius, the Stoics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the uh, obstacle do it. is the way. Yeah. I like that. Do the profound. thing. That's the power is my take on it do the thing that's the power that's we the all way. we all those people that are moving ahead and we try to do that every day we um we challenge yourself every day and uh we're far from perfect we never will be perfect but do the thing that's the power could you imagine how perfect bore uh, how boring perfect would be yeah why do we keep trying to do it what the heck is going on with us something's wrong <laughs> i have no idea Embrace the uh, the uh, idiosyncrasies of people. Yes, another lesson. Yes, right. and don't be surprised by human nature. We're that's one of the things I study in mentalism is understanding human nature, and uh, don't be surprised by it because people are people. We're all the same in many ways, but we're trying to be as the best we can be. But human nature. Well, we're all the same. Yeah, we're all the same and we're all unique, right? Yeah. (laughs) We're we're the same in our our uniqueness. Right. My dad used to say something. He used to say, my dad would say, be proud of what you are. By the way, what the heck are you? Right. (laughs) Well, that's like saying I'm deeply shallow. (laughs) That's good. Can I use it? Yes. I didn't make it up, but you can use it. That's funny. That's I, funny. I steal. I mean, borrow the best thing. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm deeply shallow. Uh, we've enjoyed I have a wide people. frame of reference, but no common sense. No, or something like that. Zero. Oh. Dana Law, David Winston, Dana the Magician, all of those wonderful monikers and the wonderful gent that is david winston thank you for joining us thank you so much anthony alex it was a joy and a pleasure speaking to you right back at you and and this is no lie the check is in the mail (laughs) we can't can't wait to count zeros that's right no actually i think i did put a check in the mail to you just yesterday oh you mean yeah for a recent event yes (laughs) thank you so the check is in the mail you're very welcome i promise to use it only for good this time well, that's about time. Well, I guess they can teach an <laughs> I'll old I'll give dog. it to my wife. 
You are one smart cookie. That's a smart yeah. man. You are a smart, smart man. And bring Thank her you. around every once in a while. Yes. It'd be nice to know her a little better, what she has to put up with and all, you know, it'd be nice. Let's plan know. a party. No, that's, we do that professionally. Never mind. <laughs> they're still, Maybe but they're, they're still fun to plan for, yeah. you know, when it's not. You know who the hardest working person in show business is besides Anthony and yourself, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 I think he might be listening to this. He's a winner, a mover and a shaker. He is a winner. Mm -hmm. I am the hardest working person in no business right now. (laughs) (laughs) A joy talking to you both. Right back at you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye now. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. Well, that was a fun interview with David Winston, uh, yes. a.k.a. Dana, the magician. Uh, really great. He's worked with us for a long time, mm-hmm. very long time. We've had him on our roster and he is available in San Diego and around the Southern California area and beyond. He does travel and he's really a remarkable performer. And uh, if you if you enjoy clever humor, sort of dry and the kind of humor that sort of slaps you on the back, if you will, uh, you'll love David. Uh, you won't see it coming. No. And he's a just he's a kind person. Mm. That's so important to us and so important, more important these days than it seemed it was even prior to the days that we're Mm -hmm. living in today, the kindness and the show of respect and courtesy and consideration that he gives to others is is really, you're so right on, part of who he is. And that is the end of our show. It was so great to have him. Uh, Folks, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please tell your friends about us. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. And remember, we can be found wherever you find your podcast. So let your friends know. That's it for today. 